Have you ever wished that you had a direct line to your pediatrician to ask all the questions that constantly crop up while parenting? We sure have. That's why we launched the Bites of Health podcast. Every morning, we'll answer a commonly asked pediatric question in five minutes or less. You can tune in while you're making your second cup of coffee or from the school drop-off line. So be sure to tune in to Bites of Health, streaming now. Would you like to relax or fall asleep while learning about history? If so, then try my podcast, Calm History. You'll learn all about famous explorers, inventions, civilizations, ancient wonders, and even the Titanic. Just search your podcast player for Calm History or go to calmhistory.com. Hello, welcome to Emotional Badass, where Moxie meets Mindful. I'm your host, Nikki Eisenhower, life coach and psychotherapist. And on today's episode, I'm discussing how we affirm success. Hello, hello, hello. This is a part two or a sister episode. The first episode is available on our Patreon right now at the $5 level if you're interested. I'm going to talk to you today about manifesting success and affirming ourselves. Why? Because that's hard for us to do as highly sensitive people, especially as trauma survivors. The thing that makes it hard is that we have high integrity We want to be in that integrity. So when we try to change and grow, sometimes our integrity gets in the way because integrity says, well, no, you feel crappy. You feel depressed and anxious. You can't say that you feel light or love filled or positive or that life is easy and flows. It's not. You're a liar. And what I want to help show you is that that's just the critical voice getting in the way of your newness, of your growth, of leveling up. You're healing. So to affirm ourselves, we have to really understand that our ego, our critical side is going to fight it because it wants to keep being fed. So the tool that I am using is the same tool that I used in the Patreon episode. It's from show favorite Deja Druid, Deja Osborne. It's her Manifest Success and Affirmations deck. And the reason that I love this deck is because it's so simple and powerful. So I pulled some cards for you today to help break down what our resistance is so that you can practice with ease this newness so that you can feel successful in mind, in body, in heart. All right, card 39 says, my past does not define my future. Now, this is a very interesting one for trauma survivors, isn't it? Because hypervigilance has us in a mode where we are hyper aware. We're terrified of repeating the past. And by being terrified of repeating the past, we're practicing thinking about the past and then the past repeats itself. That sounded a little like Pied Piper (laughs) kind of stuff, but that's the way that it works. 
So law of attraction is about letting go of all that funk. Energy is real, y'all. If you've ever walked into a room after somebody had an argument, you can feel it. That's why we have phrases like you can cut that tension with a knife. So there is an energy, there is a vibe to continuing to hold our pain for fear that it will happen again keeps us in that vibe. It's as if the universe looks down and goes, oh, pain and suffering? Oh, you're focusing on pain and suffering. Oh, yeah, thinking about pain and suffering again? Oh, pain and suffering. I guess she wants more pain and suffering. But yeah, that's the message I'm getting, pain and suffering. And then we get more pain and suffering. And then our ego loves it because our ego goes, you see, I was right. Life is always about pain and suffering. You're stupid to think that it's about anything else. And we wonder why it's hard to change our programming. So to affirm, we've got to know that it's our job to shut that gremlin down, to lower the volume on that critical voice, that doomsday sayer that lives inside of us. We have to take the power away from that part of ourselves. My past does not define my future. What if you allowed that to be true? My past does not define my future. What if you allow yourself and your inner child to know that this is a possibility? Because if your past does not define your future, does your present define your future? So if in this moment you allow yourself to feel into possibility. You are changing your vibration. You are changing your programming. You are leaning into possibility, curiosity, what could be different. And that is what healing is. Lots of people show up to a typical therapist and go, hey, I really need to change a whole lot of things. And that therapist goes, okay, all right, how about changing this? Oh, no, 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 no. I don't want to change that. That's scary to change. Let's just keep talking about it. We have to get outside of the loop of our childhood trauma. It is an art form of healing. Affirmations help us break the chains that drag us back to that old, tired story. I'm not saying dismiss your history, but don't allow your history to define your future. Your future has nothing to do with what's already happened. You've already survived it. It's done. It's over with. What you do now with yourself and the opportunity of this life, that's what has power. My past does not define my future. Card number four, abundance surrounds me in many forms. Now, this one reminds me about a lesson in the boundaries course. I have a visual boundaries experience where I basically show you Boundaries are all around us. We just don't think about our lives in terms of boundaries being all around us. Proof, you've got clothes on your body right now, right? At least 95% of you listening to the show right now probably have clothes on. That's a boundary. Unless you are a diehard nudist, most of us go out into the world with a boundary on, a barrier between our naked bodies and the world. Shoes and socks are two boundaries on our feet. So our boundaries are all around us. This card says, abundance surrounds me in many forms. Now, a lot of the woke crowd, a lot of the PC activism that's out there right now will get mad at this kind of affirmation. They really want to lean into this idea that, uh uh-uh, 
Nope, some people are having a very hard time and cannot have abundance. What a limiting belief. It's very insulting. It's very limiting. It's very victim-y. Doesn't really help anybody. Because if I say, okay, fine, they get to be the victim. Now what? Like it's such a waste of energy. We live on a planet that is abundant. Sure, you can stay with there's a whole lot of lack that surrounds me. But how does that feel? Really feel that. Lack surrounds me. How does it feel? To me, it feels empty. It kind of falls flat. It's like wah, wah, very Eeyore. When I say abundance surrounds me in many forms, I realize that's true. I'm saying an abundance of words right now. I can hear that an abundance of cars are passing by on the city street where we live. I have abundant hairs on my head. Chris has abundant space on his head. What happens if we pick up the lens of abundance? It's not about having all the stuff we want. It's about learning to cultivate this way of being and moving through the world. Law of attraction is about helping ourselves vibe just a little bit higher and then just a little bit higher and then just a little bit higher. So my challenge to you is if you're not doing that with your life, what are you doing? Would it benefit you to give yourself permission to vibe higher, to see the sense of abundance instead of the sense of lack? This is like the old game I Spy that I talk about a lot. You can play I Spy. I spy all the lack. Everyone that's hungry in the world, everyone that's in struggle, I spy lack. Okay? What does that do for you? Does it feel empowered? Does it feel kind of powerless and desperate, like you can't really do much? Okay? What does your sense of lack, seeing all the lack all over the world, what does that do for people that are in hardship? Yeah, I don't think it does anything either. Except if they hear you, they will feel their victimization validated. Okay. We think validation is generally good, right? Yep. Except victim mentality. We want to learn the difference between validating having been victimized versus a victim mentality in development. What happens and how does it feel To embrace the idea, abundance surrounds me in many forms. All right, card number three. It's the third one and it's card number three. I love and respect money. Ooh, this makes a lot of people uncomfortable, right? We're not supposed to love money, says the critical voice. Says the people pleaser that's scared of seeming narcissistic. Arrogant. Ooh, lots of fear. The gremlins really want us to have a resistance to this one. People don't like naming it because there's all kinds of hangups about money and abundance and having enough or having a sense of lack. But the truth is that as we heal, we don't just heal in the emotional ways or the mental ways. We heal our lives. As certain areas of our lives get better, we learn how to integrate peace self-respect and self-regard a little bit more every day as we grow our self-worth do you hear it worth self-worth 
the energy exchange on this planet for services and for goods is money. It's nothing to feel funny about or awkward about or weird about. Money's not just, well, the color of our money is green, color of other people's money is different colors, but it's not just the paper stuff. Money is choice. Money is security. Money contributes to our health care. I love and respect money. As we heal, we also heal and grow financially. It's just one of those things that happens. Because if we're healing and we're respecting ourselves, it all starts to come together. Those of you who spend too much on drinking, too much money, too much time, too much hangover time, too much embarrassment and shame time from the behaviors that happened while you were drinking too much. Do you see how that all connects? That if you love and respect money, you might not spend it on those things. And as you heal and learn different coping strategies that can really work for you, it's natural to drink less. Then you save money there. Then you save embarrassment. You save energy because you don't have to process all the funk, all the missteps that happen while drinking. Then you have a little bit more money for your bank account too. To throw at debt or towards a vacation or towards a massage. What happens if you allow yourself to love and respect money instead of being scared what people will think if you practice living that way? I love and respect money. Now, I don't think it's in this deck, but one of my favorite money affirmations is the more money I make, the more generous I can be. So there's a lot there with law of attraction and money and making peace with your relationship with money. All right, another card, card 35. It says... My goals are more important than my fears. Ooh, I love this one. It has a picture of a lion on it. My goals are more important than my fears. Really let this one sink in. My goals are more important than my fears. Look back at your life. Were there times when you allowed your fears to be bigger than your goals? Anxiety really wants us to allow fear to be bigger than our goals. When we allow fear to be bigger than our goals, anxiety gets fed. Anxiety becomes a fat little squealy piggy because you're giving all you've got to the fear. This can be a life-changing affirmation. My goals are more important than my fears. My goals are more important than my fears. All right, card number two. Ah, the more I give, the more I receive. See, that might have been a little intuition. I didn't realize I had pulled that one. But the more I give, the more I receive. I kind of said it a little backwards, right? The more money I make, the more generous I can be. But the more that I give, the more that I receive. There really is a give and take with energy, even with money. We work, we make money, we spend money. Money comes in, money goes out. The more that I give, the more I receive. Maybe part of healing is that we're learning more of the natural yin and yang of things than the sort of forceful way things should be that dysfunction teaches. It's just not true. There's a lot of yin and yang, a lot of balance within life. Would you like to relax or fall asleep? 
while learning about pivotal moments in history? If so, then try my new podcast, Calm History. It's a time machine of tranquility filled with immersive and fascinating stories from history. Prior episodes include The Pilgrims, Marco Polo, Henry Ford, Joan of Arc, Jackie Robinson, Klondike Gold Rush, Ancient Greek Olympics, Easter Island, and the Great Pyramid of Giza. There's also a six-part series about the Titanic. Just search your podcast player for Calm History or go to calmhistory.com. Ah, this is one that's about comparison. Now, many of you compare, gosh, especially in this day and age of social media and filters. We're actually working on a digital detox for you guys. Pay attention to that. That'll be out in 2022. This one says, what others can achieve, I can too. Now, I grew up with people that if anybody else had something good happen for them, they did not know how to celebrate that. They took a real, how dare good things happen in their life, which is a real way to play the victim. If other people have good things happen and you feel a little jealous, you are in victim mentality. And it's okay if you feel that right now. Many of us are taught that that's the way to be. Many of us are raised by people that do that. Especially if we're empaths, we're spongy. We would have sponged that up very naturally. These are muscles that we develop in healing. We no longer have to feel low vibe, jealous, or coveting of somebody else's success. It is such a big life-changing turnaround to be able to see somebody else get some kind of big win and be able to stand in your integrity, respect of their win, their humanity, and yourself and say, congratulations. And to know internally, the fact that you can achieve that gives me permission that I can too. What others can achieve, I can too. That's how we use The fact that we are naturally going to observe other people, what they're doing, what they're not doing, what's happening to them, what's not. As highly observant people, we're going to see all of that. We got to learn what to do with that. It is an awful way to get through this life if every time you see somebody else have a win, you feel shitty. We can do so much better than that in this one precious life. What others can achieve, I can too. There's a permission that we can grab from that observation instead of a low-vibe coveting. All right, card 45. I think this one's really powerful and important. I create my own beliefs. I create my own beliefs. Now, this is very, very important in this modern age. Why? Media and the internet has got to be the most manipulatable thing that has ever been invented. And it influences all of us constantly. This may be a time in the human experience where we are being challenged to create our own beliefs, to be mindful about how persuasion is powerful 
and being used with agendas that we can't even get to the bottom of and figure out what the original agenda is half the time. Especially for people who were raised in strict religious households with a whole lot of shame and a whole lot of authoritarian, I know the right way to be, there is a right way to be and a wrong way to be, this belief can be a very powerful one to practice, but one that the fear parts of ourselves are very scared to allow. It can feel like something bad can happen to us, like we're about to be punished if we were raised by authoritarian people. Because in an authoritarian household, in an over-controlling household, you're not allowed to create any belief. You're only allowed to have the belief that I, as the authority figure, decided that you can have. So this affirmation is about taking your power back, actually owning your adult self, owning your life. If you don't get to create your own beliefs based on what you've been through, based on what you've learned, based on hard-earned wisdom, what are you believing? And what are you creating for yourself? I create my own beliefs. I create my own beliefs. Now notice that the critical voice will go, yeah, that's real great. What happens if you're psychotic and you're creating your own beliefs? Of course, that's not what I mean. But the critical voice will chime in and look for any kink in the armor. It will always look for what's wrong with the positive thing. Part of cultivating And working with the law of attraction is letting go of that. The righteous ego wants to pop in and open its big mouth all the time and go, yeah, but you missed this. Yeah, but what about this low vibe thing? Just to keep you connected to the low vibe funk. Because if you let go of the low vibe funk, that part starves and dies off. So it's fighting for its life in there. We got to let it starve. I create my own beliefs. All right, card 36, moving right along. I take inspired action towards success. Yep, this is important. I see a lot of highly sensitive people talk about and think about the actions towards success. And they feel very depleted and very tired because they keep thinking it and thinking it and thinking it and thinking it and thinking it. And the body basically sits back kind of saying, damn, you're wearing me out. You ever going to actually do this stuff? Will you do it? Yeah, I'm kind of getting sick of you just talking about it and not doing it. It winds up being its own depressive belief. So these words, inspired action. I take inspired action towards success. Look at what's going on in your life. How could you take inspired action today? It doesn't have to be a giant thing. It doesn't mean enrolling in a master's program this moment. Could you sit down to meditate? Could you take inspired action there? Like, yeah, this is going to be good. Instead of coming to it with dread, dragging, I have to do this ugh, kind of energy. What happens if you take inspired action towards success? What's the next chore that your life is asking you to do? Is it sweeping? Is it vacuuming? Is it unloading the dishwasher? Is it giving the dog a bath? Is it cutting the grass? What is it? You could do that 
kind of dragging yourself through, feeling low vibe. What if you made the decision to take inspired action? What if when you practice that with the tiny things like vacuuming, what if that can build your muscles with taking inspired action towards success so much that then you can take that inspired action towards the bigger things, the bigger changes with a whole lot more self-support? This affirmation is also a fortification against victim mentality. Victim mentality never, ever, 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 ever takes inspired action towards success. If it takes action, it takes woe is me, poor me, pity me kind of action and just feels funky. What happens if you allow yourself to practice, to believe, to say, I take inspired action towards success? All right, I have two more for you. Card 26. And this deck again is Manifest Success Affirmations from Deja Druid. This card says, everything is happening for me. Now, this is a pretty big one. Victim mentality says everything is happening to me. Which really, when we sink into it, feels like the world is against me. These forces out there are coming at me. And man, did I feel that for a long time. I reinforced that everything was happening to me for so long. And all it did was make me feel like more and more and more stuff was happening to me. There was a pile-on effect. If I could go back to my younger self, I would very much coach her to lean into everything is happening for me. It's happening to help me see exactly where my growth edge is. It's trying to show me that I can say, yes, I'm here for this, or no, I'm not here for this, or something in between the yes and the no. Everything is happening for me, allows me to learn, to grow, to expand, to be curious. Everything is happening to me, wants to send me to bed and pull the covers over my head and hide. Everything is happening to me, had me drinking too much when I was younger. Everything is happening for me, has me wanting to take the very best care of my mind and my body to live a long, healthy life. Everything is happening for me. It's not just a statement. It is a lifestyle. It is a wellness strategy. It is a way of being in the world. Even Gusto's cancer. That's just the most recent kind of big deal thing that's happened for me. Everything is happening for me. That showed me that I can handle the unexpected like that with more emotional stability than ever before in my life. Everything is happening for me. It reminded me that beings and creatures, we are resilient. That our life force is strong. It showed me that I have help. It also showed me that I have financial security. And I've worked very hard in my life to get there. It really struck me that at any other time in my life, I would not have been able to afford his treatments. This is a way of being and a choice to look through the lens of everything is happening for me, 
not to me. And the very last one that I want to share with you is card 38. I am unique and only I can do what I do. That is so very true. It is not just true of me in this microphone. It is true of you. Absolutely no one else can be you. You have a unique perspective. You have a unique eye. You have a unique ear that hears things like nobody else does. If you're an artist, nobody can do what you do. The way that you laugh and chuckle, I am unique and only I can do what I do. Think about the ways that are unique to who you are. The way you hug, even the way you arrange a table, the way you interact with a new baby when you meet a baby, the way that dogs or cats respond to you, your perspective, your quirks. I am unique and only I can do what I do. I hope there's something in this episode that helps you see yourself, that helps you hold space for yourself as you walk the seeker's path. There's no way any of you are into my show if you're not a seeker. We seek expansion. We seek knowledge. We've been hungry for it since we were kids, and we are living at an age where technology allows us to connect in ways that humans have never before been able to connect and share. Thank you for continuing to listen to the show. Thank you for all that all of you do to spread this show all across the world. And I want to thank those of you who spend your hard-earned time to get on iTunes, to go through the process to figure out how to write us a five-star review. It really helps to work that funky iTunes algorithm that's a bit mysterious. When you do that, you're really helping the show get suggested to other people. Now, I'm not exaggerating when almost every single day somewhere, my email, social media, Patreon, we get messages of people saying, oh my goodness, I feel unalone. I had no idea that I was a highly sensitive person or that healing was possible. We're getting more and more messages. You're hearing me get a little choked up about people thanking me for showing emotion, that it is giving you strength as you move through the world knowing that you can move through the world showing your emotion. You don't have to be scared of it. You don't have to smush it down. You don't have to be ashamed. You don't have to accept teasing when people tease you for being tender. You can show up as you are. What was that last affirmation? I am unique and only I can do what I can do. I'm an emotional badass. You're an emotional badass. And together we are where Moxie meets Mindful light and love and I will see you right here next time. Bye-bye. Would you like to relax or fall asleep while learning about history? If so, then try my podcast, Calm History. You'll learn all about famous explorers, inventions, 
civilizations, ancient wonders, and even the Titanic. Just search your podcast player for Calm History or go to calmhistory.com.